0: In this episode of Movie Rollers we talk about Bad Trip, Puglait, Together Together and Quovardis Aida. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, it's Rashmi. And yes, you as well. Movie World is your regular dose of film reviews, movie news and general banter in theatres, on DVD, online streaming or in the back of an airplane. If you love the movies, this show is for you. That was a difficult crop of titles to pronounce. Yeah, for the it entry. is. I know. Um, I, I've, I'm pretty sure I butchered at least a couple of them. Bad trip. <laughs> <laughs> that one too, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, four movies to get through in this podcast. I guess uh, we should let's jump in, do a deep dive and get going with it. So why don't we start with Bad Trip?
1: Yes, I have the intro for that. So hidden cameras capture two best friends pulling hilarious and inventive pranks on an unsuspecting public. So this is rated R. Let's just warn you, um, it is directed by Kitao Sakurai also wrote it along with eric andre who stars in the movie and dan curry and and then it stars um eric andre lil ray rel Howery, um tiffany haddish amongst a whole host of others and um most are not famous let's just leave it there so we've all seen this one um Yazdi, why don't you why don't you start us off this week
2: um yeah if i'm Ever too drunk or presumably too high, I think this would be the best movie to watch. <laughs> um, I I should I should just you know do a mea culpa up front. I don't like cringy movies. Cringy movies really make me cringe, and you know I I understand why. For example, the Borat movies are so popular, but uh, they're hard for me to sit through because I just cringe. This is very much in the same vein as those movies because essentially unsuspecting people who don't know that they're even being filmed. Become part of this you know ongoing act with you know the the slightest idea of a plot line um and then obviously you know once they're filmed, I presume they and you you see that in the end credits, they go in and they get permissions written permissions from the people to have them be part of the movie uh this movie is uh very very loosely tied together uh by way of a plot just to stitch together these you know, amazing pranks, you know, one after the other. Pranks done on unsuspecting people. It's it's a road trip movie. Um, it's hilarious. It's funny. I enjoyed it. Although at about the halfway point, I was ready for the movie to end because then it was just more of the same. It was like, okay, they're just going and doing one bizarre cringy thing on unsuspecting people after another. So it did get a little tiresome to me, but I can understand why it's so popular. Joe,
0: yeah you know i I started off with this one very unsuspectingly. I mean Rashby put it on and she she mentioned i think the word jackass which piqued my attention. It was a really intense week of work for me, so taking uh, a little bit of time to uh just you know watch a movie midweek when I was so incredibly busy was like something I was uh, okay, but you put it on, and um I had a rip roaringly good time with this one i think. It's very much in the vein, like you said, Yazdi, of the the jackass uh, slash uh, Borat uh, template. But the one thing that I'll and I kind of just um, yeah, as I kind of finish off my initial thoughts on this, the one thing that this movie really did that I think those movies. Don't do is they put a positive spin on Mm -hmm. on the public here, Mm -hmm. like you know they put people in these unsuspecting situations where Barat tries to bring out the mean, ignorant, you know, racist, uh, you know, whatever. It brings out the mean character in the general public to to provide kind of a general, uh, kind of nihilistic look at humanity. Right, the Barat universe is like full of just hateful members of the public this did the opposite this showed us how good-natured the people on the street can often be i mean not 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 entirely but but there there are some wonderful scenes of people who just step into situations and bring a beautiful energy um faith in humanity so i don't know i really really enjoyed this one And, and perhaps it was because i had zero expectations but i had so much fun
1: Yeah, I never thought I would say that I would love the love child of Jackass meets Borat. But I do love Borat and I do like the candid camera type humor. Um, I don't like Jackass. This was hilarious. I was literally like pee your pants funny at times. And the person who impressed me the most was Tiffany Haddish. She I mean she is unrecognizable. She's committed. a beautiful woman. They're all committed. I mean I have to give Eric Andre and Tiffany Haddish such props because they commit 150%. I mean there are some really naughty pranks in here and um, they go they go at it 100%. I love this movie. What a hidden little gem and so perfect for a Friday night decompress or any night decompress. Every night is a strange night these days when you're in quarantine. So, yeah, I love this movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think about how you might go about making a movie like this. And a lot of it is just, you know, that improvised electric. You can kind of feel that because they're probably just showing up at these. It's a road trip and they show up at whatever town, whatever bar, whatever store. And then you know, they have to somehow create some degree of disturbance and film it. And so I, I commend because it that takes effort and that takes probably a lot more organization than we think it does because they probably have to get permission from the location where they're shooting and so forth. And, you know, it still has to kind of make sense. Um, I, I thought some of the pranks, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, but some of the pranks I thought, really these people believe this they cannot see through it uh like you know when somebody's doing projectile vomiting like non-stop for like a minute you've got to know nobody nobody vomits for like non-stop for a minute so i I, like and there was another bit in the zoo which i'm like i could see from the very beginning what was happening i'm like really these people can't don't recognize this but short of it i I don't want to be curmudgeonly it's it's fun uh yeah. yeah it's fun
0: Uh, yeah it it is fun and i think you know the 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 things the the couple of things that kind of stand out for me are yeah the zoo the zoo scene just went to like an extreme level that i'm i'm still kind of recovering from if i'm honest like wow but you know um there's a scene in a line dancing club um that yeah, it's great. But no, I watched that entire scene. having seen the Barat world and the Barat pranks. I watched that entire scene of um, of thinking, this is actually a dangerous environment for mm-hmm. a couple of black guys to be in. Yeah, um, given the way that we feel about the world right now, right? They're, 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 I thought at some point a weapon is going to be brandished. Like they're doing things that are essentially very disruptive in this environment uh, to a demographic in a community that they're clearly not part of and so my own preconceived notions about how we 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 think that a couple of black guys walking into a country and western line dancing bar would be received is completely at odds with what actually plays out. And I think there's a beauty in that. I think there is something that they kind of tapped into. There was another scene in a diner in New Jersey, I guess, somewhere like that. But um, again, the, the, the humanity that kind of comes through of all the yeah. people there. It, it just, you know, there, were the car, there was a car crash scene where one guy literally walks in with, as, as a hero. Yeah. There's a scene towards the end where, you know, it looks yeah. like there's a precarious fall that somebody might be uh, involved in. Um, again, the, the 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 wonderful nature of the general public yeah, as yeah. they approach this yeah. scenario and they try and get involved and they try and help. Yeah, it just well, it,
1: Tiffany Haddish, you know, trying to run away from prison. It
0: warmed escaping. me inside. It was. It's just. It, it's a, a great loveliness.
1: idea. Look, it's it's a great idea. I think it's what we need. It's something a bit different. Again, for me, it did feel like the love child of Borat and Jackass, but. Um, you're right, Joe. It it is endearing and some of the pranks are so naughty. I mean, I can sum this one, one up. This is just super, super fun. There's nothing bad about this trip you'll have. Um, easily, easily, you know, an eight out of ten. Mm. Not because it's a great movie, but it's a fun again, just a fun experience. It's worth watching just for Tiffany Haddish. She's amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, about Tiffany Haddish, I mean, she's a very well-known actor at this point, And she's been in a lot of movies, which have made a ton of money. And the fact that, I mean, she doesn't wear a wig. She doesn't wear a bodysuit. Her face is her face, but it's her affect and her hair. And more, more so her just tattoos. how she comes, her tattoos and how she comes across. Yes. That, to the best of my knowledge, obviously, everything, every place that they go to, nobody recognizes her. Which is the testament, you know, to And
1: in fact, people are shocked at the end when it's her.
2: Right. Um, for me personally, like I said, I, it got a little tiresome. I was waiting for the road trip to end. And it's, it's, a, it's a very terse 90-minute movie. For me, the 60-minute movie would have been perfect. Mm. Um, I will absolutely grant you that this movie is very, very good-natured compared to some of those other movies, you know. Uh, even Jackass has an has undercurrent of meanness about it all the time. And Borat definitely is looking to kind of expose people for being, you know, bigots and being, you know, very, very prejudiced. And this movie has a lot of affection for every, every stranger who comes in its path. So I'll grant it that
0: uh, 7 out of 10. Okay, that's higher than I expected from you. Yeah, it's an 8 from me as well. Um, again, I think that Weight of Expectations was not on this one. So um, in some respects, I'm glad I didn't quite understand what it was until a couple of scenes in because again i think um it has some some genuinely wonderful moments including <laughs> tiffany haddish running away from a <laughs> police uh just uh, just make, it makes me smile thinking about it so good good stuff all right let's move along then the next movie is paglite and did I say that completely inappropriately and incorrectly with the wrong accent, yeah, emphasis, yeah. and the wrong syllables? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Some the wrong
2: syllables, for sure. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Uh, I'll introduce Paglayat. I think Paglayat uh, is an uh, in, uh, Indian term, Hindi term for craziness or crazy oh. person. Uh, Pagla, for sure, means, means crazy. Uh, but and it's not, used affectionately. It's used yeah. Like, like, you know, oh, you're insane for doing that. Uh, so I, I think... Um, and, and here it's not meant like crazy as in you know medically insane. It's just meant crazy as in somebody who, uh, you Fully? know, can't can't get a grip of what's going around, okay. going on around them. So I, I think this is uh, um, one in a series of uh, Indian movies which have been coming out in the last couple of years, which have been dealing with very very unusual uh, circumstances, storylines, and I, I kind of uh, put these movies also in a genre together because they're about integrated families living in very specific geographical regions hmm. within India. And it's as much about the central character as, you know, the uncle and the aunt and the hmm. grandparent and the mother and the sister. And, you know, it, it it just builds, these movies kind of build this whole, you know, their own cosmos of, of you know, reality and kind of plays out against it. Uh, this movie, uh, the the synopsis of it is that, Widowed very soon after marriage, a young woman grapples with her inability to, to grieve with quirky relatives and a startling discovery about her late husband. So the movie essentially is about this this girl who's been married by a few months uh, when her husband passes away unexpectedly. And it's about her dealing with uh, or, or her own reaction to what has happened, being very contrary to what her own parents expect, her in-laws expect, and her family expects. Uh, it's written and directed by Umesh Bist, um, and he has only done one previous movie before that I have not seen. Uh, but, you know, to put my cards on the table, I cannot wait to see what he does next. So, Rashmi, I believe you have seen this as well. Oh, I should mention in the cast, uh, the lead the lead uh, actor here is uh, Sandhya Malhotra, and she was also in the movie Photograph that we all saw and loved so much. Ashutosh Rana is in it, Asif Khan, Yaguvir Radov, uh, amongst others. So uh, tell me, Rashmi, do you, did you like this movie as much as I did?
1: Yazdi, yes, I love this movie. This is such an insightful, interesting, topical movie. And I know you said it's about a particular geographical place, Yazdi, yes, but I actually think it's applicable to families. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly if you are of indian origin then you'll um you'll see a lot of themes in here that you can identify with and even if you're not if you're of any um any ethnicity where family plays a large role you will recognize um many of these characters as your own family um this has so much to say about so many things and the performances are absolutely breathtaking. Um, Sanya Mal- Malhotra, who does the lead um, role, manages to play this very fine line of um, really encompassing what it must feel like to only ha- to, to, to kind of lose a stranger,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? B- because in a sense, she's lost a stranger. She's only been married to this man. It's an arranged marriage. She's only been married to him for five months. And yet, you know, there are all of these duties that she has to follow through on in her her household. Um, And then the interplay of extended families and duty and um, wanting to be your own person and the life that you imagine for yourself and um, the questions you ask yourself and what's required and grieving It's phenomenal. It's just this... I was mesmerized by this movie. I think, Joe, you probably came in and I was like shushing you because, um, you know... Yeah. It it was... It's a beautiful movie. It's funny as well. I mean, considering it's about death, Mm -hmm. the main premise is around an event which is a death of a young man um, with a lot of potential. Um, There are some really laugh out loud mm-hmm. hysterical moments brilliant movie
0: yeah i i mean i didn't watch this but i did catch enough of the beginning of the movie um and i was literally just snowed under with work so uh, the the, the, the movies- it wasn 't the movie 's lack of um, interest that kind of kept me from watching it. I was just buried, but nonetheless uh, I think the premise was was fascinating. I think it's important to say um, if it 's not already obvious that there are some cultural um, norms i guess about Indian culture arranged marriages, the duty of the wife that may have um, may, that may be important to understand in the context of it but yeah I, I mean even for somebody like me that doesn't they didn 't grow up in that i i I saw very quickly how clever it set up its premise uh and how uh, yeah how um how how well it handled that kind of situation um so sort of going into it so
2: yeah I I just love its world building so although the movie is ostensibly about this lead character and her own experiences I love that I would gladly gladly watch a movie on any of the seven or eight other characters who who surround her, like her mom and her dad and her best friend and her mother-in-law, father-in-law, her brother-in-law. They're all so fully... Her uncles-in-law. Her her uncles. They're all so fully realized with dialogue, which never sounds... uh, Even in the translated version, they never sound too clever. They never sound, um, you know, too... Uh, artificial they they sound they sound like the things people would say you know in those situations and you know like you said rashmi this movie i mean the scope of this movie is just amazing Mm i think in a way if you just decide to be an objective viewer uh, you build this you build this world and then As a filmmaker, you just become a viewer, then all those issues kind of reveal themselves to you automatically, instead of trying to very objectively write, uh, subjectively write them through, because it it comments, I think, primarily about a thing that everybody can empathize with, which is this constant struggle between self-actualization versus what is expected from you in life. Yeah. What you want to be versus what you owe your parents or what you owe your family or your community or place you grew up in and all of that and you know it you know it's listed the movie is on netflix by the way anybody can stream it uh, it's listed as a comedy even though it's about a very serious topic because even though a lot of it is not haha funny you chuckle at seeing how people's relationships are changing mm. in relationship to the truths they are finding out during the yeah. course of the movie and it's very witty in understanding, oh, so for this person, this is more important than that. And yes. So there's so much revelation from that perspective. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, Yasti, it's one of the only films I've seen in recent times where the intention of each character is so clearly on display mm-hmm. that the joy of the movie is in watching that intention play out against the motivation of other characters in the same scene. It's just delightful the way the stakes change and how it is actually about something completely which it's not telling you it's mm-hmm. about. Um, and like I said, you know, it, it, it talks about gender and modernization and progression whilst hanging on to tradition and um, duty and um, uh, wealth. Uh, Mm -hmm. And how those things change in a family and how it changes the whole family. Um, Just incredible writing.
2: Yes, I can't wait for this writer-director to make make the next film. Uh, My only complaint about the movie, and it seems even peevish to say it, but I did find the last five minutes of the movie a little too pat in terms of how it ties everything up like it just seems a little too rara for my taste but i can fully understand it and that's a minor minor quibble so i'm going to wrap up this is easily an eight out of ten for me i do believe this last decade has been a second golden age in indian cinema just just the the kind of themes on which movies are being built it's just remarkable i i want to live in this world i want to be friends with this group of people even after knowing how they behave which is not always nicely
1: yeah for me it's a a solid nine um, wow. and i'll spell it's so good um wow especially from from the female perspective in mm-hmm. a way because it's written in in some ways from some scenes are from her perspective some are from others um so i'll spell it for you p-a-g-g-l-a-i-t um brilliant movie
0: Wow, sounds Check it like out. a Mr. Treat. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: good. Less than two hours on Netflix. Yep, so good. You could do far worse.
0: Movie number three of the week is Together Together. So I'll introduce this one quickly. Um, it comes from the mind of director Nicole Beckwith, who um, doesn't have the most extensive of CVs, but uh, it's a second movie. She actually, interestingly... Directed a movie called Stockholm, Pennsylvania with Saoirse Ronan a couple of years ago. So really, that's wow. something that maybe flew under the radar. Anyhow, um, this latest movie comes uh, with Ed Helms as the kind of the, the lead character here, with Patty Harrison as um, supporting um, the premise of the movie is when young loner Anna is hired as a gestational surrogate for Matt a single man in his 40s who wants a child, the two strangers come to realise this unexpected relationship will quickly challenge their perceptions of connection, boundaries and the particulars of love so um, I caught a couple of scenes of this in uh, again while I was running around buried with work so Um, really interesting premise, this one, um, Yazdi, I guess, do you want to give us your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is my kind of movie. I live for movies about two unlikely people getting together. Romantic comedies are kind of my, my thing. And I think because there have been only one million of them made trying to make another (laughs) one, which somehow differentiates itself. Um, is a feat in itself, and I love that this is a romantic co- comedy without any romance in it. So I think, you know, the the way these two characters interact with each other, it's not based uh, primarily on on kind of a, a romantic interest. And I, I just I I'm in I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm kind of preconditioned to like something like this, and so um, I did like it a lot. I thought the the writing and the acting was very good. I didn't quite buy the very end of it. Um, and I it almost, I was waiting for the movie to take off. And I was like, like, I felt like I was sitting on the runway for a long time. I was very, very, very happy while, you know, I was having nice, nice food and had drinks and happy, but I was waiting for this movie to take off and it never really did. But having said that, you know, it's, it's great fun. The writing is good. It's great fun to spend time with these two.
1: Exactly what Yazdi yes, said, but I didn't enjoy the waiting around. Oh, as you did much. not either. Okay. No, I I thought it was l- lazy to have even the hint of a romance mm-hmm. um, between um, the two characters because one is a surrogate, right? Mm-hmm. And one is the the it's the person. Creepy, yeah. yeah, it's creepy. Exactly, and and it should never be about that, right? Um, I, I think the acting was phenomenal but it didn't quite come together for me i couldn't quite believe it and they even say it out loud right he's a 40 40 something, late 40 yeah. something year old man she's a like a 20 something girl they keep saying why would you like a 20 something girl and so it says it out loud and again they shouldn't they shouldn't it shouldn't be there it should have been without that that would have actually been a more interesting movie um it's an interesting idea. It just didn't quite come together together for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't have a problem with a movie about a 40-year-old woman and a 20-year-old guy or a 40-year-old guy and a 20-year-old woman. But I think the circumstances in which yeah. these two are brought together, that kind of makes it a little bit creepy for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I still think... There are
1: some super funny moments. Mm-hmm. And and uh, again, there's this great character played by Tig Nataro, who is <laughs> yeah. like this psychologist.
2: Madeline, yeah. Yeah,
1: she's, it's, there are some, re- and Anna Conkle is fantastic. And you know, I rave about Anna Conkle because she's the co writer of that Pen 15 on Hulu um, about the two girls who are, you know, their older selves playing their 13 year olds. Brilliant, brilliant show. Um, there are some really funny surrounding characters but i didn't really it didn't make me laugh like i didn't think it was funny it sound, it was all very painful it was painful it was it was like it was a dramedy more than a comedy or a romantic comedy even
2: yeah i can, i can see that yeah but I, it it didn't bother me per se i was very because when you bring two characters like this together the premise is great, but then you have to do your homework and think through how you're going to see them through. Right. And I think that's where the movie kind of—I don't know—maybe it should have been scripted a little bit more. Yeah, or, agree. You know, they should have, you know, figured Just out other options. Of, that one, one or two
0: more rewrites. That sometimes maybe, these yeah. movies. Yeah, leave. like
1: it's a. Le- there were some lazy choices mm-hmm. that yeah. that led it down a creepy pathway. Yeah, yeah. So, um, great promise. Look, great promise. This is a a directorial debut, I think mm-hmm um second movie second movie yeah yeah i mean i can sum this one up again like i said it didn't quite come together together for me um six out of ten better than average
2: yeah a six out of ten for me as well i mean if if you like this kind of talky you know romantic comedy-ish kind of movies then it's it's in that you know it's 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 in that kind of you know, environment, but uh can do better. I was, I was <laughs> my teacher used to tell Yeah, all I was impressed teachers. by
1: Ed Helms. He's not the same character, you know, he's probably most remembered for um the uh the hangover. hangover movies and he's definitely not that character. He's he's he reads much more like Jason Sudeikis for me in this movie.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Although he has He's probably less, li- just a tad less likable than Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Yes, correct. Or maybe I'm just conflating his character correct. with that of uh, Ted, Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> so with that, we should jump into the last movie.
1: We are zipping through these. We
0: are. This is an efficient podcast. It's because um, we're
1: all so full of food.
0: Yes, and <laughs> our know.
1: eyes are closing. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> know. I'm so, just a transparency. <laughs> yes.
0: Final movie of the podcast is Quo Vadis Aida. So, um, this movie was actually Oscar nominated for Best International Feature. Uh, It didn't win. I think it lost to Another Round Mm -hmm. or Druk, um, which um, I think uh, was maybe a disappointment to some. The premise of this movie, uh, again, from its quick Rotten Tomatoes slash IMDb intro is set in Bosnia, July 11th, 1995. Aida is a translator for the United Nations in the small town of Srebrenica when the Serbian army takes over the town. Her family is among thousands of citizens looking for shelter in the UN camp. As an insider to the negotiations, Aida has access to crucial information that she needs to interpret. What is at the horizon for her family and people? Rescue or death? Which move should she take? So, um... Again, movie is directed by uh, Jasmila Zbanek, uh, written also by Jasmila Zbanek. Um I won't attempt to butcher any of the names of the actors here. I believe that this is uh, presumably an ethnic cast um, of people from that region. So mm-hmm. um, this one looked amazing. I didn't get to see this one either, so... Rashmi and Yazdi, I know the two of you did. What did you think of this one?
2: I, yeah, um, there's only one word for this movie, which is just devastating. I I, I did not know anything about this movie. And I, I recommend, first of all, everybody watch this movie. And I recommend don't read anything about it. Um, it was a proper horror movie for me. This is the stuff of nightmares. Mostly because this is recreating, you know, what actually transpired not too long ago in the past decade. And it speaks to how humanity can so easily just spiral to beyond beastly, to beyond costly, on the grounds of ethnic differences. And this sounds very heavy, but this movie really played like a very, very tightly wound thriller. My hands were in my mouth the entire time I was watching it. I really cared for her and her family. And all these ideas about your own, do you save your own family versus your community? And and you don't realize it initially, but the stakes keep getting higher and higher and higher. And I am just... Absolutely, in amazement that somebody recreated this whole thing just the scope of what you see in this there's the cast of I don't know hundreds thousands in this movie uh, it just boggles my mind for me this was an easy easy best of the best within the uh, foreign movies uh, nominated this year it's it's brilliant it's just outright brilliant I love this movie so much I cannot stop thinking about it at all exactly what Yasti said
1: um, I agree. This this was an Oscar stolen. Um, I know he said we wouldn't mention Oscars again, but this one was stolen, I think. And the film that kept coming to my mind as I was watching this was Son of Soul.
0: Mm-hmm. It had
1: that same sensibility in terms of survival, wanting to survive, wanting to do the best for your family. And yet there is chaos all around you. And the tension that's built is palpable. I mean, at one point, I had to switch it off. After about 20 minutes, I actually had to stop the movie because I couldn't watch it. Like, it it was just... It's a very... It was so tense.
0: Upsetting? No, not No, not upsetting. It's just
1: the tension is so high and it's such a serious issue that I just couldn't... I couldn't watch it. I was there with them. It gives you that feeling of being in the room and... Her desperation is just so hard to watch. The acting is incredible. This woman deserved to be on that best actress list. Um, It's it's such an interesting topic that happened in our lifetimes. That's what's the hardest thing to reconcile is this is a horrific event that occurred in our lifetimes. In our lifetime. You know, you watch something like Son of Saul, and you know, you think about the Holocaust being, you know, it's abstract. Abstract, it yeah. People. It's you not know, it's your generation. Are, yeah. There's still people who are alive, of course, but this was, this is amazing. This is amazing filmmaking.
2: And, you know, in case people think that this is just like bitter medicine to swallow, I can say with certainty, I could be wrong, I, maybe I, maybe I should watch it again. There is not a single person you see dying on screen in the whole movie, uh, but it's just the sheer brilliance with which everything has been recreated. Um, Rashmi, I think you have said that one of your worst nightmares is about you not being able to get back home. Correct. This is it takes that premise and just keeps escalating it, like like you, it you. I mean, unthinkable, uh, you know, levels of what's at stake and. It's, it's like a pressure cooker. The whole yeah. movie is like a pressure cooker and it's building slowly and slowly. And you're like you said, Rashmi, I think it's a credit to the filmmakers uh, and the production design team and this remarkable miracle of a lead actress. Forget all the, you know, Frances McDormans and, you know, uh, even uh, V.L.R. Davis and all of that. I mean, just watch what this woman's yeah. doing here. You are her and you are constantly minute by minute saying, what would I do in this situation? What would I? I mean, and and when you have to constantly judge your morality, like, is this morally right to do? Well, maybe not, but of course you'll do this for your family. Of course, it's a a constant yes and no. Um, So I just, it's just remarkable. I think it should be required viewing in, in classrooms, in colleges, in you know any kind of extremist political groups because people need to understand you know this is what you know this tribalism can lead to you know this kind of ethnic cleansing of you know just get rid of this other group and again to the movie's great credit almost nothing happens on camera it's all happens off camera but you're so 100% 150% invested in these characters that it means means the whole world and i'm going to say one other thing which is that you know, I've seen a lot, I, I tried this year to watch a lot of the for, uh, f- foreign films nominated for Best Film, or at least the movie submissions, uh, movies submitted by the different countries for the Oscars. And I think there's a movie from Taiwan, there's one from uh, China called Better Days, which was also one of the five nominated, in this one. And they all kind of do this thing where something traumatic happens early on in life, and then the movie kind of revisits them like 10 or 15 years later. And those other movies just completely fail out of it. That's a very dangerous thing to do. You're kind of assigning some degree of importance by saying, oh, now let's look what happens 10 years later. This movie, that last act of the movie, maybe it's the last five minutes of the movie, pulls it off so beautifully. It's just, it's like somebody put a hand in my stomach and just got drenched me. It's just gorgeous. It's just a success at every level. Yeah. Now, it's a 9 out of 10 for me. It's probably my second favorite movie of the year.
1: Yeah, I was going to say easily easily 9.
2: Yeah. For me as well.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, it's very powerful.
0: Yeah. Very yeah, very. I remember powerful. you were very affected by it, right? Very, think. very for a, at least a couple of days i yeah. think you couldn't get it out of your mind yeah
1: yeah and still i mean i'm still thinking about some of the scenes and i think it's not even just you know yes you said it really well it's not just about your own morality but it's about the fact that what do you do when the two choices you have are terrible yeah it's like cut your cut off your leg or cut off your arm yeah. i mean it's horrible it's just that it's just horrible and then i think the other piece it Conveys really well is how do you reason with people who aren't reasonable
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you're dealing with governments or or yeah. regimes that are literally criminals.
2: Yeah, or you it's know, it's just yeah, terrible. It's terrible, and not not to get political about this because I don't know, why. I. You know, shame on me that I did not know that I I knew only in the most general sense of what actually transpired. And again, the better the less you know, the better you are. But if if all of this is truth, and I, I believe most of it is, you know, even how the United Nations believe they the United Nations went into this with good intentions, and they miscalculated they miscalculated something they played this game of chess with a political opponent with a political opponent saying who's a criminal, yeah, like if I do this, they will back off, and literally thousands of people's lives were at stake, and you know, did anybody do it deliberately? probably not, but it's it speaks to how we think we are very civilized and we will never have a repeat of the holocaust and but no, in spite of the United Nations, in spite of good interests, in spite of you know people's you know ability to go help somebody out, something very very horrific can happen, which will result in you know just unspeakable horror. So it's wow. beautiful, yeah, it's very beautiful. It's it's a it's an absolute must. People need to watch. Agree. Koba, and where is it available? Is
1: is it on? It's on Netflix? Hulu. It's, it's available on Hulu
2: for free, but it. I think for three ninety nine or five ninety nine, it can also be on uh, yeah. watched on Amazon or yeah. Apple or any of those. Yeah, yeah.
0: terrific yeah. stuff.
2: So definitely. Okay, well, and I think Kovadis Ida means "Where will you go, Ida?" And Ida is the lead character played here by Jasna Jurasek, who is just all amazing. kinds of amazing. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it sounds amazing. Um, one to definitely check out. So thank you again. For for those of you that are still listening, uh, we do appreciate you. Uh, we will be trying to get back into gear, I guess, this year <laughs> with uh, some semblance of of normality. And now returning. we get to
1: see us in person, yeah. We get see
0: in person. There are some theaters open, so um, you know we're still in this kind of twilight zone era, Black, May Black Mirror episode of 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 not, you know, of the world not quite being its usual uh, self but again i think as we continue on into 2021 uh, there's there's hope for me at least that we'll we'll get back into theaters and that these movies that we keep wishing for will get released so um, we will be there where's
1: anderson the French Dispatch, we will which be annoyed there. the pants out of Joe, just in that first scene.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, we just saw the trailer, and I was like, "It's, it's, it's just so," it, <laughs> and it has to be. It can, it can only be just so because. But it's,
2: Christopher Nolan is just so, and David Fincher is just so, and Quentin Tarantino a, is just so. There's <laughs> a
0: fussiness to Wes Anderson that just rubs me the wrong way. But, yes, um, yes, I am looking forward to that, to be honest, as well. So. Um, too many movies too little time uh send the podcast for now a good night from me
2: and me and me as well